What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to Salty Run Back. Here to be your weekly intake of North American Developmental League of Legends. We're back. Sorry, we took a bit of a hiatus. Things have been a bit crazy here to start We're off 2024. Busy. We're busy people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a lot. We've had uh, Tier 3 tonight, our show uh, that covers the NACL qualifiers. We've had CELO Central, where we do CELO matches per week. And we somehow ran out of time last week to record an episode. But <laughs> we have one for you here today. Uh, and it'll come in right before another Super Week for the NACL. We now have two weeks of qualifiers and challengers to go over. Uh, and we're super excited to do that. My name is Grapes. Joined alongside, of course, my co-host, Hawk. Hawk, how are you doing today? You know, Grapes? doing all right we've already recorded like i don't know about you i've recorded like over an hour's worth of content today like it's been a long recording day like you said we've been very busy trying to figure out like our workflow and what happens best but we're settling in a little bit we're figuring out the formula for tier three tonight slash zero central and we're 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 cooking we're cooking yeah no i i feel like i feel like the show's gone well i think it's gone about as well as like I hoped and, and it's kind of matching like our expectations so far. Yeah. If you have any feedback on how we can improve that show, let us know. I believe we're going to be releasing this podcast basically right after that show airs live on Twitch, but you can catch it every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, that just covers all the NACL qualifiers. Uh, we run highlight packages. We do content. As Hawk said, we're recording a lot of content. Um, so make sure to uh, tune into that and uh, this is kind of the reaction to the results of the qualifiers that happened in this past weekend, which gets a little bit confusing. But if you, if if I, I think we'll try to we'll try to catch you up all the way to make sure it all makes sense. Just just watch tier three tonight so you can know exactly what happened with the qualifiers. We're intentionally releasing the podcast every single week after tier three tonight, so that way you can watch the podcast and then already know what happened in all the games. Oh my God. It's like so smart. And another shout out just because I don't know if how many people are super aware of this, but all the VODs for the qualifiers will also be available on the, um, LOL esports VODs YouTube channel. So the same one where you, the same place where you look at for LCS VODs, for NACL VODs, you'll also see the qualifiers there without commentary. Um, but if you want, to, so if you really want to get into the action, you can look there, but yep. for, just general coverage, you can go over to Tier 3 tonight, where you can hear us talk about everything. But uh, before we get into things, week, one so. last thing. I guess we can announce our CeeLo Central matchup. We should probably do that on socials again, but make sure to tune in to Salty Runback on Twitch this Friday, which is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, or a little bit before that to get started with the pre-show. We're doing a rematch of the Peach Belt Finals from last year with Florida Southern College against Converse. That should be a lot of fun, a lot of rivalry, some really solid players, and hopefully a good time. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Two teams that are not necessarily at the upper, upper echelon of CeeLo, but have actually been really competitive with each other in the Peach Belt for anyone that follows that. Both of them making the CeeLo Championship last year. There's some players on both sides that, if you're a fan of the space, probably have heard of before. So, yeah, make sure to tune in for some some CeeLo collegiate action, Peach Belt action. I mean, uh, every time, like, I, I love covering CeeLo because these teams, like, there's there's bad blood between some of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's a ri true rivalries here. I think everyone thought it was going to be Converse winning that last year, and I think Florida Southern actually ended up upsetting them, which was a bit surprising for many, but now Converse has a new roster. Florida Southern, I think, running it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun people onto that, some guests. It should be a ton of fun and a, and a very good time. And you can catch that once a week over on a Salty Runback Twitch channel. Um, but, Hawk, let's start getting into our headlines for today. Make sure to stay tuned for our part two afterwards. We'll be talking to Quacker over on Wildcard Gaming. But before we do that, let's talk about the NACL. Starting off with two teams that I think had some pretty high expectations, Hawk, but are a little bit short in terms of like where they have fallen, at least right now. When you look at the standings, in 8th and ninth right now are Team Liquid Challengers and Disguised. Uh, the best regular season team and the best playoff team from the summer split have only won one series each. Uh, what do we think about their performance so far? And which team are we more worried about three games into the season? And this is a tough question, Graves, because... I'm not gonna lie, it's been pretty concerning for both of these teams. Like, I'm just gonna be straight up. It's been a it's been a rough look so far. So yeah, when you ask the question of who we're more concerned about, it really is like I I don't think either of these teams. I'm sitting here after three weeks of play. Disguises play three matches, and Team Liquid has played four. Yeah, I don't really look at either of them and actually feel that convinced. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not 
saying, oh, like one of them, one of the others is going to scale because I have different issues with the way that each of these teams has both played the game. Uh, and it's a, it's a tough situation. I think, honestly, okay, I'm going to maybe cop out a little bit. I think to say most concerned, it's probably Team Liquid just because they have lost an extra match so far. And yeah. Team Liquid also has lost matches to teams that it feels like is going to be their direct competition so far. Um, losing 2-0 to AoE is a big deal. Losing 2-0 to Wildcard is a big deal. Um, like Those kind of losses are the ones that could really bite them in the ass when it comes to either making promotion relegation against some of these mid-table teams or uh, you know if they're making the playoffs, like... The fact if they are not able to hack it against some of these teams, then I would expect an early exit for them. Whereas disguised, like their two losses are bad, and their win over Wildcard was also like, I mean, series was a banger. Just go watch it. It was, it was a banger. But it it felt like we saw flashes of that disguise that we were kind of expecting to be able to just like be better at the game than some of these other teams. And, and that may be as reassuring, even though they do still look lost as a team. I mean, I think the players individually on disguised have had more impressive moments yeah. so far. Yeah. I think compared to team liquid, when I think of like how well some players on team liquid have performed, like Romer kind of sticks out as somebody who's, who's been pretty good in some games. Uh, but other than that, nothing is really standing out to me, at least at the moment, they did look good against disguised, which actually is a bit ironic because those are the two teams that we're talking about. They did play on Friday, and it was a 2-0 for TL. Um, but I think I think I have to... Like, in terms of the performance and the schedule so far, I guess you want to say DSG because their only win was a very sloppy one against Wildcard yeah. that required, like, a Tenacity Aurelia in Game 3 to get them out of it. Um, but for some reason, I still have a lot of confidence in those Disguise players specifically. Um, whereas for Team Liquid, I, I think maybe some of the some of the, the hopium that I had from our preseason talks that that we were going through back and forth, uh, maybe it's, it's fading away just a little bit because the 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 the, the quote unquote salt the the solid vets on that team that we were expecting to just really hold their ground, whether it's Jenkins and Spawn, they've been fine, but they haven't like I don't know they haven't really been taking that next step I guess, yeah. and so that is where I'm worried for Team Liquid. And also going into week four, um, this guy, DSG David, and TL both have pretty tough matches ahead of them. So that adds extra exclamation points. It's Maryville, who have looked pretty good, haven't lost a series yet, technically. I haven't lost a game, I do believe, as well. I, sh I think they're 4 Oh, no, no. They went 2-1 they went two, they went two, in both of them. Um, oh, okay. I'm it was just, Supernova just, and it was I AoE. Actively lied to everyone. My bad. I, <laughs> but I thought it they was, were four now. Are they? Are it was Mary. It's Maryville versus Disguise, and then Team Liquid versus Supernova, who I think also have looked pretty good. So yeah, it's a it's a little bit a little bit worried for both of them. It's a tough situation. I, I you know, and I think the coaching staff for both these teams is going to be uh, uh under maybe a bit of a microscope. I mean, both of these teams lost their coaches to the LCS after their previous years spawn getting promoted to team liquid and then uh golden glue getting picked up by 100 thieves because you know when you look at both disguise and team liquid disguised i feel like it's kind of like just inting a little bit and D team liquid looks like a team that has not found their moxie right and both of these are issues but they're different problems and both of them don't feel like the kind of thing that you fix with one good scrim right like like there's something that these teams need to figure out. And and that's why, you know, I, I was lower on Team Liquid coming into the season, but this feels like a bad I told you so because, honestly, the team has looked worse than I expected and and than anyone has expected. So I hope these teams bounce back. Like, I, I think they're still talented players. And like you said, Team Liquid, their one win was, like, a pretty nice win at the very least. Um, but the three losses stick out like a sore thumb. Whereas, yeah. I don't know, I think, I think Disguise beating a streaking wildcard team in a banger of a series might just be the kind of wake-up call that they need to be like, all right, guys, time to get our shit together. And they're still only one and two, so there's a long season left for them to play. And it's crazy. We're going to talk about this a little bit later when we get into format, but just with how much parity there is in the league right now and how short the season is, like specifically for like Team Liquid, because they've already played four out of their nine yeah. games. Like That's a big chunk. Yeah. And you look at the teams that they still have left to play, and you're not really thinking oh these are free wins like they should be able to clean them up when you, i'm just going to go through their original schedule their the rest of their schedule right now um it is supernova tough fear 
tough. Barrage, tough. Maryville, tough. And Lit, who are all <laughs> like, like they're all, they're all like a little scary, and then none of them are like free wins that you can just check off. Like in theory, where it like going back to the start of the season, you're thinking, oh yeah, it's you know, it's Maryville, it's Lit, it's Mirage. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna pick up those three wins. They'll probably get another one. They'll be five and four. They'll be in the playoffs. Who knows at this point? Who knows? And it's it's scary when like they're not in must win mode. Like they don't have to beat Supernova, but uh, they will be very soon for Team Liquid. Disguise. It feels like they've got that little bit of a buffer because they play one less series. But can you imagine if as soon as Spawn leaves, Team Liquid go to relegation? That would be that would be, be wild. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as much as we'd like to talk about some of the teams towards the top, uh, our next topic, unfortunately, is also about a team that is towards the bottom of the standings right now. Speaking of rosters who have played four series, Mirage Alliance is one of them as well, and they are currently sitting at 0-4. Clearly, there's a lot of drama about the roster decisions that were made and everything like that. I don't want to get into that too much right now, Hawk. We can maybe dive into that a little bit later, but we already have kind of addressed it. Um, I'm interested in the comparison between Mirage Alliance and Lit Esports, who ran back their entire roster from the summer. Do you think that if Mirage Alliance's original roster stuck together, that's Alorum, Chad, Sudzy, Neo, and Dardock, they would be better off than where they are now? I don't know. Like, m maybe. Because... That Barrage Alliance roster was very stacked with, like, solid talent. You know what I mean? Like, from from top to bottom, they had players that are, like, all very, very good. And this new roster has, like, some interesting pieces that I think the other one did not necessarily have. But, you know what? No, I'm going to say yes. Because I think, I think Neo is probably better than Prismal. And I think, honestly, like, I can't imagine Sudzy's worse than RJS. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but Chad is at worst just as good as Will. So I, okay. yeah, I would say that the other roster would have been better because I, I also feel like that, you know, keeping a roster together, you're more likely to continue to improve. So the fact that it got changed so much, maybe you reset things a bit, even if a lot of the players name value is probably the same. Uh, Yeah, I, I think I agree with a lot of that. Before we continue, I think I want to make it, we want to make it clear. We're not necessarily criticizing for mirage, mirage for making changes because i no. believe neo is on vacation right now or is, is visiting is away yeah. if and certain is not players in a position it, to to actually play so i don't think it, this it, actually certain, is a possibility right if certain players weren't able to play and like i mean chad foley got picked up by another team right like it you know it happens so like it's not yeah i think like there's been discourse about whether or not mirage alliance like like, oh, are they allowed to do this? They are not fielding enough of their, like, original roster or whatever from promotion. But, like, I think it's fine. Like, I, I, I don't think yeah, that yeah, yeah. is the is the debate. I, I least... just thought it was an interesting interesting conversation to, like, talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think, I do think yes. Not only because I think Neo is, is very good and he would have, I think, you know, slid right back into being a very solid NACL player. The vibes on that team also were just way better. I, from or we're actually we're all very good. They were all winning. Everyone seemed to be very friendly with each other, at least for the most part. Um, maybe it was just because they were winning that like the vibes were good. And now that they're losing, maybe the vibes are are not as good, at least from what we're maybe hearing or like you know obviously what led to the original roster changes at the start. But um, it it does suck to see you know players like Alorum finally get that chance and then it is not working out because that's this team does not look like they are going to be in a good spot or, or just yeah. they, they seem very lost kind of in the same way as team liquid although maybe even a little bit worse yeah this team it's a tough spot to be in i do wonder if like how much having rjs on the team as opposed to sudzy how much of a difference that makes like i think if you were to criticize a roster move Unless Sudzy willingly left the team, which I find unlikely just because he is now playing on Team Fish Taco, right? Mm -hmm. um, I That is the one to me that is the most questionable, obviously. Like, aside from RJS's skill as a player, um, it seemed like Sudzy to me added a lot to that team as far as, like, what he could offer in terms of consistency as, as both on the Rift and as a teammate. Um, you know, just seemed like a very level-headed, even-keeled person, um, and, and a level-headed, even-killed player. 
RJS, a little bit more of a stronger personality. Like, I do wonder if you were to criticize a roster move, I think letting go of Sudsy, who, Grapes, I don't know if you would agree with this. I thought he was one of the largest parts of that team's success. Like, Sudsy I think so too, actually, dominated yeah. mid lane in the promotion tournament and in the quals. I, I think if you were to criticize a move and maybe point to, like, a re you know, if you wanted a reason why Mirage Alliance is now struggling, that could maybe be it. The rest of it, I don't know. But yeah, that's where my maybe if 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 something was to yeah be criticized you see the, the wits end is here for for Mirage they RJS whipped that out uh, last week which was which was interesting uh, that yeah, is a choice so. that is a choice yeah two a loss to Supernova two one loss to Lit shout out to Lit for getting their first win that was really yeah that was a watch. banger that was a banger <laughs> but yeah still I mean still half the season left to play for them basically and they have you know a, a schedule that is not the worst. They're in win the now end. mode. They, yeah, they, they, they are, are in, win, in now win, mode win now mode because they this... also lost to the team that we're expecting to be their biggest competition for relegation, which is lit. So that and wild card, theoretically, theoretically, the but they're season. two and one right now, but yes. And wild card. If, if you're to go off season preseason. So like, yeah, Mirage is they're in desperate need of like, they need to win games starting now. Yeah. They're, they have, Two opportunities to do so this week. They play Maryville and AoE. Um, which are winnable. Which are both winnable. Yeah. Let's go on to our, our next topic, which is kind of a meta conversation, I think, a little bit. Let's reflect right now, Hawk, on what the format has been like over these first three weeks. What do we like about the NACL schedule, the the way things have been running, and what are some things that you know we're not as happy about? Oh, grapes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not super satisfied with the NACL format. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be blunt. Um, and I know that situations are what they are, budgets are what they are. And from what I've heard about the NACL and budgeting, is like they guys they like literally did not have a dollar to spare to put on this tournament. And like you know you can criticize Riot for that all you want, but just know that like it's not the people that are directly involved with the league and the people that are actually running the league are not the ones making those decisions. So like. It is what it is, you know what I mean? And it, it it's something that is frustrating, but you can't we can't really do much about, right? It's not not what police fault, it's not the you know, the, anyone else's fault except for the powers that be, right? And so that's why the way things are, but I'm gonna be so real. Single Rod Robin is it blows. Single Rod Robin yep. is, is really tough. Um I think Fearless Draft is cool, honestly. Like it's been kind of whatever so far. Like I it's it's different. Uh, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's bad. I'm pretty neutral on Fearless Draft. I think the best of three is cool. Again, pretty neutral on it. I think the big thing for me is like not losing double round robin is a big deal. Yeah, my take on Fearless actually, as I've like watched more and more weeks of it, is that I think we're not noticing it as much because the meta is like maybe a little bit staler than it it actually would be. And if we were in a league that is running that runs like normal best of threes without fearless we would probably notice that a little bit more because there are so many like high prio picks that continue to like cycle through every time mm -hmm. um and so maybe that is why we're not sensing it as much once we get the best of fives that is when shit is going to get crazy yeah, that's when it's um, gonna get wild so i'm excited for best of fives with fearless but right now it, it's fine i i do like, i do fine. enjoy yeah. watching like especially when we get to game threes like new things really get kind of pulled out um there there were some crazy draft like i think the lit versus Mirage game three draft was like really weird and in a good way. So that's what I, that's what I like about the, about that at least for fearless. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think, um, you know, suggestion for feedback as well for riot or whoever's listening or just the discourse is, uh, I think a champion should only be able to pick, be picked once by both teams instead of just mm. each team. I think that would be a good change. I've heard some people saying to go like true fearless where anytime a champion is picked or banned, it's done for the whole series. I disagree with bans. I think then you get like a little too crazy. Like even in a best of three, you're then cycling through 60 champions in a best of three. Like that, that's half the roster guys. Like getting into best of fives, <laughs> I mean, there's players that would need to be able to play like 10 champions for their role. That's fucking ridiculous, you know? Um, but, but I think, I think picks, I think it would be a good change if, if both teams could only play a champion once. I think it adds more cost versus benefit, but I will say grapes, like we've had some discourse about how fearless draft does change drafts in 
qualifiers in the sense of like, you know, sometimes even in game twos, the champions that are being picked don't change, but maybe the order in which those champions would be picked changes because of fearless draft, which does still have an effect. So like, like I said, I'm pretty lukewarm on it so far, but it is like, it's an interesting idea and I'm glad that we're exploring it, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, this is, this is bad. No, shouldn't no be absolutely it. not. Like I'm overall positive. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, yeah, the, the game schedule, it's very clear that, you know, the budget for the broadcast is not where it used to be. Um, and the fact that there's only two series happening per day is, is not, is, is just such yeah. a different look, especially for a developmental league where I think getting more stage games is beneficial. Um, having this format where like only, you know, there, there, there were teams in week one and two who didn't play the entire week and you yep. have to wait from week one to week three. I don't love that. I, I want to, the last thing I want to say about this, just to add to that, is I, I do think, like, single round, round, single round robin sucks, but I do think it's a big problem that teams are playing different numbers of games per week. Some some weeks, teams are playing zero games. Some weeks, they're playing one. Some weeks, they're playing two. And it, like, seems pretty random, you know? And I get it. You got you got to just schedule things where you got to schedule them. But, yeah, if, if at the very least, like, you know, the number of show days is down, the number of games is down, like, at least try to keep it maybe a little bit more consistent would be nice because yeah, we're talking about these teams and like, it feels like right now a team like lit esports is on a completely different growth trajectory in our conversation to a team like Mirage Alliance or team liquid who have both played four games to let's two. Like it's, yeah. it's huge conversational difference. So especially when there's only nine games in a year, like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, that's, that's a quarter of the season essentially that like is separate between these two teams. Like it's a big deal. Yeah, especially as well when like you like the bottom two teams are the ones that like will miss relegation or will will miss the playoffs and that that's when things get really hairy and right now we have no idea. Even though some teams are halfway done, it feels like a team like Mirage and Team Liquid are more screwed when in reality maybe they're not because like other teams just haven't played the same amount of games. Yeah. So format I think hope I think like has room for improvement, but I think we all kind of knew that and we're just going to try to adjust as we go. Um, that's enough about the NACL though, Hawk. Let's talk about the qualifiers a little bit as we conclude our headlines. When we initially started off the season, we talked about how we thought there were a big four. There was Winthrop, Team Fish Taco, Apori, and Ole Miss that we thought were basically locks to make the promotion tournament. Things have definitely changed though. How many teams are in this circle of trust now that we are three weeks into the qualifier? Five. That many. That many. I can count to five. Okay? Okay. Winthrop. Let's, let's hear him. Team Fish Taco, Aporia, Blackrock, Morningstar White. Those are my five favorites. I think wow. Ole Miss, has, they got they got to get their shit together. I'm going to be so honest. This team looks so much worse than they did in the, in the fall season to me. I don't know what it is. I feel like they're just playing bad League of Legends. And I want to add, I have full faith that they can turn it around. But like going off of the tape that I've seen now three weeks into the tournament, I'm going to be honest, guys. Ole Miss does not look that good. They're, they're relying way too hard on Shogo 1v9 in the game and not playing fundamentally sound League of Legends. And it's like a little concerning to me. Um... So, so they can figure it out and they can rejoin the conversation. A clean win over Pulse this weekend will probably change my tune. Like I, I'm, I'm a rubber band. I can be shot across. Like I'm fine with that. Are we? Um, but just real quick, are, are we? Are we counting Ole Miss's loss to Morningstar more than we're counting Taco's loss to Blackrock? Because yes, those are. Yeah. I, if I had to argue, if I had to argue, Taco had a worse series versus Blackrock. And played a close series against CCG. I debated against actually putting Taco even on my list and maybe keeping it at four and kicking them off as well. But it's going to sound weird. I put way more stock into heartbreaking losses than I do into just getting boomed. Like, Taco got boomed in two straight games. Happens, you know? And may maybe that's naive of me. But I feel like I see teams get boomed all the time and then come back stronger. You know? Like, sometimes you just, like play like shit and like everything goes wrong but i think like when you see heartbreaking losses oftentimes it's a pattern and it's a fundamental problem that is causing this now if taco gets boomed again next week by ccg or they or if they beat ccg and then get boomed in quarters again 
I might change my opinion to be more more against them. But I, I think they'll be fine. I think Taco is still better than, like, the pack. Yeah, BlackRock destroyed them. But also, I do think part of that is BlackRock just looks like the best team right now by quite a bit to me. Like, yeah. their tape is unreal. They they are undefeated. They're 7-0 and at this tournament, and, like, none of their games have been close. So... Not just seven and zero; they're nine and zero in terms of game score as well. Where they have, or eight and zero in terms of game score, where they haven't dropped eight, a single game. Wait. Oh yeah, as eight well. and zero. Because they had the yeah. one match one game against, against Clown, Clown, and then two against I can't uh, count. their other opponent. I was in, trying in to say their game score. Yeah, they're eight and zero, and none of their games have been close. So like, I think BlackRock is just better. I think Taco's still better than the Pack. I think the interesting conversation this morning, Star White, though, guys, if you're not watching this team, they are individually just better than like almost every single team in this tournament and their macro is actually good enough to keep up with the big boys as well we saw that against Ole Miss and they actually ended up winning it was a little sloppy here and there but this team's got hands man like I don't know especially if they stay together and like improve and coach Mist like keeps keeps them improving this team is a fucking threat like they're really good I think some of the best mechanical play that we've seen like, even not even just in, like, NACLQ, like, maybe in general, like, even going up to, like, the NACL, even beyond. The way that, like, Houston is able to play these fights, yeah. like, on Fiora, on these big bruisers, um, had a great Gwen game as well in that first matchup against Ole Miss. Uh, Soul's been playing really well. Even Pika Pika on uh, Engage Supports has looked incredibly solid. This is a yeah. very, very good team. It's a good team. And... I, not a lot of people saw it coming, um, but here they are, and I definitely would put them in that circle. I think my, I think I actually you know, to answer the question because I don't think I actually ended up. Doing no, you never. I, um, I talked a long time. That's on me. I stick the four in there. I stick BlackRock in there for sure, and I, I think I think Ole Miss actually also sneaks in. Okay. My question is, do we even start considering some other teams that maybe also deserve that opportunity to be included, whether it's Lotus? or ISU, or even Pulse. Because right now, we're in a world where, like, any every one of these teams, except for BlackRock, has had their moments of looking a little bit shaky. And I don't know if we want to just have BlackRock as, like, that circle of one, and then maybe, like, seven or eight other teams that, like, could make promotion. That's kind of where I am at right now, even, because I could see a world where an upset happens and we see ISU in the semifinals, or we see yeah, Pulse it's possible. beating Ole Miss and then beating, I guess, ISU again and then making the semifinals. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's completely possible. It's I mean, possible. I'll, although I do, I do see your argument for the five. My, my, the thing about Ole Miss as well is that. I think they know that they're playing super sloppy and that they're making mistakes. And I think with Colomer coaching them, they will be able to fix them because they, I think are, it's very clear what they're fucking up on. And they, you know, knowing that program and how they operate, they feel like they should be able to, to fix those issues. However, they did kind of lose three games in a row to Morningstar White. You remember that game too. It yeah. should have been lost for them, it um, been lost. which is, which is not, not great. So, I definitely have my eye out for them at this point. My concern for Ole Miss, though, relies in that this is a very emotional team. Very emotional team. And so that is actually why I worried for them. Because their gameplay issues, to me, are pretty obvious. I'm going to be so real. And I trust that Colomer knows what they are and is going to attempt to fix them. But emotional teams can be very unpredictable. For, for both good and bad reasons. Uh, and right now, I'm very concerned for this team for that reason. If they can bring it back, then I think that their emotional teams, a lot of times, that's their greatest strength. But when you're, like, this is a huge, I mean, this is a make or break moment for their season against Pulse coming up. And, and like, that's scary. I'm going to put Ole Miss, like I said, for now, in the Pulse ISU uh, Lotus tier. I don't think Lotus makes it, probably. I don't think Pulse makes it, probably. Like I said, I think Ole Miss has a chance. They got to win this weekend, though. They got to show me something like they got to win and they got to make it good. ISU, every single league has one. A CLG, a KT Rolster. I refuse to believe in this team. Yeah, the way that ISU is playing right now, dude, unironically, really good. Unironically, like, ISU is like, is fucking cracked. They look so good. I love this team, but I refuse to believe in them because I, it's ISU. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to put that on them. 
until they actually make semifinals at this tournament. If they do it, I'm willing to believe in them. For teams that I like have faith in, like actually, if they like like I, the teams that I think are playing at a level that is worthy of potentially making it to the promotion tournament, I would include ISU right now, and I would include Pulse right now. Who even though they have had they had a, a bit of a shaky loss to Morningstar. It was a 2-1 loss to Morningstar. It could have been a 2-1 in their favor because of the way that that game one around Baron actually ended. I think this team is very sound fundamentally. They're pretty solid mechanically. And I think that matchup against Ole Miss is going to be very close. I would agree. I And that's why big lit, litmus test for... I mean, one, one of these team seasons is essentially going to end. Obviously, there's Tournament 2, but I don't see either of those teams winning Tournament 2, so they probably won't have enough qualification points to, to reach Top 4 by the end of the split. Obviously, they'll probably play, but um, yeah, this is this is a big series between these two teams. All right. Well, on to our last headline, which is related, but talking a little bit more about who we think are the strongest of those strong we have our play-in matches on Saturday to get into the quarterfinals and then the quarterfinals themselves on Sunday. With the way that Rally Cry sets up their bracket, every potential quarterfinal matchup is predetermined. Uh, we'll read them out to you right now. It'll be BlackRock playing the winner of Lotus versus Wang, Morningstar White playing the winner of Aporia versus Gentle Hearts, Winthrop playing the winner of Taco versus CCG, and ISU playing the winner of Ole Miss and Pulse. Out of those groups, Hawk of three, which has the possibility of being the strongest and most exciting quarterfinal matchup? Okay, two separate answers. Strongest or most exciting? I'm going to start with strongest. We can talk about that, and maybe we can go to most exciting. Really obvious answers are door number two and door number three. Um, if you're counting all three teams, it's probably door number three. Winthrop, Taco, and CCG are probably like the three strongest teams that we have. And Winthrop and Taco in particular, if you're going off of favorites, like that's gonna be a banger matchup. Talking to uh talking to Denethor and Sudzi earlier, a little bit of a rivalry between these two teams. They, you know, they wanna beat each other. Um, and then also Morningstar White against Aporia is like theoretically an insane quarterfinal. Like two teams again that are vying for promotion. Really big deal if you're able to pull out a win in that matchup. Gentle Hearts, I don't really I don't think this team is unfortunately one of the stronger ones that we have here. Um, so yeah, that that's going to be my answer for at least strongest is definitely either Morningstar Aporia or Winthrop Taco CCG. Yeah. Um, another question that we could ask is like who, which one of these is the most likely to have the potential winner. Uh, that's when I think things also get interesting <clears throat> because you could even throw BlackRock in there that's just true. because that's they've true. looked so dominant. They've looked even damn though good. you don't necessarily think the rest of those two teams have a chance, but I think I agree with you. I think it's group three. I think it's the Winthrop Taco group. Remember, those are the one and two seeds in our uh, <laughs> qualifier committee <laughs> going in. Uh, and things obviously didn't necessarily work out the way that either of them were expecting, having facing off against, having the opportunity to face against each other right here, right now. Um, CCG looked very good in their two wins against Clown Gaming when they were actually able to have their full roster together. I think Flocon had a very solid series and probably is going to get snubbed for mid laner of the week because we had some really strong performances we had from some Judo's good, good and Repi. So, yeah. um I want to give I want to give Flocon specifically a shout out there on CCG and if Taco are going to lose, it will likely be through that mid jungle in him and Vacan. Um in terms of I have no idea who the fuck is going to come out into the top 4. It is ISU missing yeah, pulse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all, the, teams, all bets are off. I would all give each of off. them a 33% chance to make it into the quarter, the semifinals at this point. No, you have to give ISU a sub 33% chance because you cannot believe in that team. You have to you have to bet against them at every possible stage, no matter how good they look. No, that that quarterfinal is gonna fuck no matter what happens. It's gonna go. It's gonna go three games. It's gonna have like some of the most disgusting League of Legends you've ever seen in your life, and we're gonna love every second of it. Like that. That's going to be that quarterfinal. I'm so with you on that. It's going to be so fucking entertaining. Yeah. Um, I think we have some really good quarterfinals on the docket. Lotus Dude, what's the last Black, time Lotus we had Lang this many good quarters, honestly? Yeah, it's interesting because I think Lotus versus, Lotus versus Wang and the winner of that playing BlackRock is our least exciting potential yeah. quarterfinal. And... It's still pretty good. You know, like it's Robbie Bob against Frost Forest. It's like Robbie Bob and Kitsu against like Frost Forest and, and Porsche. Porsche playing against some of his collegiate buddies up there. Um, I think I think that one's also going to be a lot of fun. I think they'll all be a lot of fun. Again, like 
I'm, I'm gonna be so real when's the last time we had this many stacked quarters i i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest grapes i don't think we had this in 2023 i think it was a little bit more uh top heavy uh yeah. based on performances so um seeing so many awesome teams like really step up to the plate this split has been super cool some of our stronger teams may be stumbling but i would say being forced to stumble by the elevated play of of some of these teams um reminds me of 2022 when we had some really 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 good matchups so i i can't wait i think it's gonna be a, a fun sunday yeah yeah you can catch those vods as soon as they end up getting uploaded on the lol esports vod channel or um next thursday over on tier three tonight you'll get the full rundown from us you'll get to know exactly what happened and what our top four for the first qualifier is going to look like. So that's the end of our headlines here for this episode. We're going to jump to our part two where we sat down with Wildcard Gaming's top laner, Quacker. We're here with the top laner of Wildcard Gaming, Quacker, who has been uh, around the block a couple of times in, I think it's like third or fourth year of professional play and doing pretty oh. good stuff on a wildcard team that... Didn't have a ton of expectations, but now is performing very well. Quacker, first of all, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, season's going great so far, at least compared to like the power, like original power rankings. So feeling pretty good overall. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Do you do you ever do you guys look at those power rankings and talk about them like as players? And and does that weigh on you guys at all, or make you feel like you want to prove something? Um, I mean. We just looked, we definitely looked at them as a team, and then it's just like, haha, we're ranked 10th, three of our players are 10th or whatever, and then it's just like, okay, whatever, let's prove these guys wrong. So, doesn't really, doesn't really hurt too much. It's just, it's actually kind of a good thing. It's like a motivator. So, I'd say, yeah, that's pretty much our reaction to it. Hell yeah. I, I've got to say, I'm, <laughs> I'm someone that's been proven wrong. I didn't have you guys 10th, but I had you. <laughs> lower than you're currently performing to so i'm willing to take oh. i'm willing to take the l right here uh grace was maybe a bit more of a believer so so you know he he might be cooler <laughs> than me but cracker before we we talk all about like all the nacl and all that kind of stuff uh yeah. you know of course this interview mostly about you and where you came from but did you know that you were grapes and i's first ever tier three level cast like challenger level cast we cast really? your game yeah <laughs> You want right, to, real quick, do, you want, do you want to guess which game it was and what year and like and everything about it? Um, can I ask like a like a question or? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like well, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't collegiate, right? So it wasn't. No, no, no. It was like yeah. it was in like this tier three, whether it's proving grounds or NACL qualifier. I mean, I would guess it would just be like I don't even remember what tournament it was. But it would be like 2021 spring. Like I was on wildcard still, actually, and then I was. I think it was like Risen, or it might have been. There's there's a few other ones too, but yo, dang, it was Risen, and I was like, might have been against like peak performance or something. It was my first match of this whole <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah. oh you God, actually you just guessed that? the match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, I have I actually have the scoreboard here. I'm gonna send it in okay. our chat. Oh. We can put it up Ooh. on the screen. Okay. Uh, you're on tank duty for game one. The the thing I remember the most was that Team Luke, who was your AD, AD, AD carry at the time, played Samir in game one, and at that point, that champion was still very new. And I don't yeah. think I really knew anything about it. And then he got a pentakill, which was yeah. insane. But, uh, I mean, just, man, you know, start of our careers to now. Like, look how much we've, look how much we've gone through, man. I did not know you guys got to this game, though. I did not realize that. <laughs> I'm going to be so honest. Grapes wrote this question. I did not know we casted this game either. Like I remember, I remember casting for peak performance. I have no recollection of this game yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's some names on here. There they got, uh, you got Nem Nine, you got Bijani, yeah. who was in the NACL last year, and then on your team you got Trickster and Daption. I mean, wow, what a, what a throwback. Yeah, this game was like low key stacked. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that peak performance team went like zero and five or something, but that's yeah, all right. Um, but but Quacker, you started in competitive a little bit before that. You were in collegiate for a couple of years. Is that where you like first nope. became like involved in playing competitive league, or was there something before that as well? Um, I mean, in terms of like at the high level, I would say yeah. I mean, I had like a high school team, and we went to like a couple of tournaments, and we won them because I was like grandmaster back then, and I was like good for high school. But <laughs> but I mean, the average like level of play was probably like platinum just in those tournaments, so I don't really count it. But in terms of like high level competitive where 
everyone was like consistently like master plus or maybe like diamond plus at a minimum. Then yeah, my first introduction was definitely in collegiates, just playing for my school in Illinois. Hell yeah. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people have a lot of good memories from collegiate and everything. Like it, you know, UIUC, I mean, that was back when UIUC was, was really, really good too. Like what, what, what was it like, you know, just playing in collegiate league back then? Any favorite memories, anything like that? Um, I mean, definitely a lot of good memories. Loki, like, well, my first year, my like freshman year, I was just in the academy team, but mm-hmm. then just randomly kind of at the very end of the year, like starting to approach like C-Lol, like, uh, like top 32 or whatever, top 16. They like summed me into the main team. I was like challenger back then, but I don't know if I was quite ready for that, just to be honest. Like, I remember just going on and I didn't do bad. I did like well in my first match, but then we lost. I think it was against Maryville. And then the next match, I like kind of choked, but I was like, personally, it was kind of weird. Like, they just uh, summed me in to the main team, but like, I was done for it. And then I couldn't say no. And then, every, like, after that, the other top laner graduated. So I've just been. I was just on the main roster for the next few years. And yeah, it was just, I mean, for us, it wasn't really like, it wasn't a scholarship school. So all of us were legit just like people who like chose to go to that school and just happened to play a league at a like relatively high level. Yeah. And so ended up just being like more of a club and not really like feeling that try hard. I mean, we were definitely trying to win, but definitely some good vibes from like that aspect, just because we're there to like have fun and make friends. So yeah, yeah that's a lot awesome. of good memories. That's really cool. Yeah, a lot of those teammates I still just like talk to on a regular basis, even though we don't play together anymore. Like, yeah, your just... your old wildcard teammate Zeno, right? He was mid laner. Yeah, yeah, and then he was. Uh, the story of how that came to be was like, I remember I was on wildcard. I think originally we had like some other mid laner, but then I don't know what happened. They either backed out or maybe they got picked up by another team, and I was like. And then, like, my manager was like, oh, we need a mid laner or something. So I was like, oh, I'll just ask. I mean, my mid laner on, like, the collegiate team is, like, top 20 challenger. <laughs> Plenty enough for, like, amateur level, at least in my mind, because I was just breaking into it, like, I was a rookie. So I set him up. I was like, hey, you want to play amateur with me? I think this could be fun. He was about to graduate. So I think he had a lot of time on his hands because, like, he was basically already done with his degree. It's, like, how it kind of works, um, at least at our school. So he's like, yeah, fuck it, let's just, or I don't know if I can say that, but like, no, yeah, freaking. You can't. <laughs> we're not, on, we're not on. This is salty run back. This is not Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was just like, he was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll play one split, we'll see where it goes. And I mean, we went pretty far, definitely further than people expected us to go, which I think is like kind of like the story of my whole career, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely a very fun split, and definitely one of my favorite teams I've been on. So that wildcard team, and then. Yeah, that's awesome. kind of stemming from my collegiate team in a way. I mean, speaking of uh, further than expected to go story of your career, you know, like we were talking about how back in 2021 spring, that was the first tier three game that Grapes and I casted. A lot of your career was actually before we were really that invested in the space. Took a long break uh, in, you know, after 2021. Um, what was it like being gone and, and, uh, you know, what made you decide to eventually come back? Um, yeah, so the reason why I originally took a break, I just kind of realized, um, like doing like full, like trying to make it pro in league and then also doing like full time school, especially since I was like approaching like the tougher years of my degree, like mm-hmm. I was approaching like my junior year, which is supposed to be the hardest for what I was majoring in. Yeah, it was just really like feasible, like. That summer splits, 2021 summer, I was, like, spending a ton of time. And then, unfortunately, our team didn't go very well, like, kind of fell short. And after that, I was like, shoot, if I'm going to spend this much time and I still can't, I I still can't really, like, guarantee results, then maybe I just need to take a break, um, focus on, like, school for a bit, especially through, like, the most important years of my, like, my degree specifically. And then, originally, I wasn't ever, it was, like, indefinite. Like, it was an indefinite break. I wasn't really sure if I was going to come back. But kind of what really turned it was, so my school is uh, UIUC, right? So I was kind of really close to Chicago. And in 2022, summer finals for LCS were oh, wow. actually being held in Chicago. And so oh. me, and my, me and my old collegiate teammates, I was like, hey, this is like an hour from us or like an hour and a half drive or like two-hour drive That's or whatever. That's awesome. Let's just, go, let's just go together and see like LCS finals and like kind of relive 
I mean, obviously we never played OCS level, but like kind of relive some of our old like team memories and stuff and like team experiences. And so we all went and we watched. I think like Berserker was there on C9. He just like pissed Smurf at everyone, and I was like, holy shit, this is kind of fire. This guy's like the goat. That guy is really really cracked. And I was like starting to think to myself like, what if I was like putting in the work and like becoming this cracked? I like, I that would feel really really good. Basically, I was just inspired by Berserker, like smurfing on everyone, and OCS. And so, 2022, like summer, I think towards like the end of the season, I like went back into solo queue. I like spammed, and it was going pretty well. I had, like rank 40 again, which is like pretty much where I've hovered most of my career. And I was like, okay, I still kind of got it. I'm gonna try for some teams. I think that split or that that off season, I didn't really do that well i mean i usually grief my, my tryouts to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't get like any like solid offers for screen what ended up happening i think was i subbed for wildcard and asl whenever they had like i think it was like the moose hater keel sligo roster Ooh, kind okay. of also. Yeah. i was like listed as a sub for them just playing like champs queue a little bit and then like playing solo queue and i was at the time i was also still in my last semester of college so just finishing up clean like it wasn't too like busy compared to like before, but because like I said, like by that stage, like your last semester, you're usually pretty pretty much done. So yeah, I was just kind of like finishing up clean my degree, and then knowing that like I wanted to compete eventually. And yeah, I mean, I think halfway through like the spring splits, I think it was like the last OQ or whatever. Oh, that was CCG, uh, was, right? Yeah, yeah. I, was yeah, yeah. By, I think it was originally Horizon, but then they got acquired by CCG, so. Play for them. I think we did all right. It wasn't like the most outstanding performance, but for like a first experience back after like maybe it was like over a year break at that point. So yeah. I think I had some good games, even though like we lost the series, like eventually got eliminated. I think I was pretty okay, like with how I played. Maybe some regrets in the last game, but it is what it is. I, I was um, about to say before we go any further because there's a there's yeah. a lot we just covered there. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, when when you kind of originally took that break was it your goal to inevitably come back you said it was indefinite but was it like in the back of your mind that you wanted to compete again or was it more focusing on like irl stuff going to like work and after that was that like a something that you were considering as well um i guess the main priority of my mind was like making sure that my irl stuff was all like in order so kind of whenever i decided to start taking the break i had been sacrificing a lot of my like school and like my like other stuff like outside of league just to compete and like do better but i realized like heck i'm like my degree's not going so well like low-key <laughs> and you're like yeah and then like also like not just the degree but like you need to get like internships and stuff in general like for most most majors i assume it's pretty much the same so like you need to worry about that stuff and like make sure your job prospects are all looking good so i wanted to like focus on that make sure it was all in order and then when i did decide to like come back and summer 2022 i was like okay i'm in a pretty good spot like things are going pretty well in terms of like my school and my degree um all that so maybe i do have a little bit of time especially since i was pretty much done with my degree at that point like senior year is pretty chill usually so i was like yeah i have some extra time so that i can throw out league and see how it goes yeah as someone in senior year i'm chilling right now so <laughs> I, I know what you mean it's so funny because my senior year i was the opposite of chilling like i was so stressed out grapes came I'm, out i mean it's chilling except for like the the stuff we're doing here like with esports and everything so like uh, everything I mean, outside was, of that it is fine this, so that, no i get the full commit to, to this stuff this like, was uh, a stressor and there senior year was stressful i'm so jealous guys <laughs> like but i'm also the i'm also the idiot that overloads myself but you know, Cracker, like when when you came back, you said, you know, you had some extra time to throw to league. You were still playing and stuff like, yep. I mean, I, I guess like to put it very bluntly, like, did you expect to play this well? Because you've actually hit now since returning a career peak for yourself and you're looking very damn good very quickly. Was that like part of the plan or or what? Like, or were you just like, oh, I'll come back and see how I do? I mean... I'll just say, like, before, whenever I was competing in, like, 2021, I definitely had the feeling that I was good enough for, like, academy level. Mm -hmm. Just was a maybe a little bit short, and then, like, also there's a lot of luck involved with, like, scouts and stuff. But it is what it is. So it's, like, 
maybe I was missing a few aspects of my play. So when I came back, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a shot and see where it goes. But maybe I'm not guaranteed to like go that high. But I definitely knew like there was something there, probably because, I mean, at least for like that 2021 Spring Wildcard roster, we went to like Proving Grounds. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting eliminated. Not like placing blame on anything, but like we had to like play a sub in our There's last game. Involved, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. And it was just like an unfortunate situation. So we weren't really at our like 100%, like pretty much guaranteed like 100%. We were not playing out our like our best game. So it was a little bit unfortunate. But, like, you know what? If we actually did play on our full roster, we probably could have, well, we would have beaten an academy team because that's what we were against. And then who knows what would have happened in the next round. But at least, at the very least, you were, we knew we were better than like the worst academy team probably because. Um, just the way the game was going, like we were pretty far ahead. So yeah, nice. <laughs> maybe if you didn't have a sub, we would have won. Yeah. And and to talk a little bit more about now, what's been happening recently? I mean, last split on Supernova, you had a really really strong individual performance, but obviously like the team didn't end up working out as well as you might have hoped. Ended up getting relegated. Of course, you're back now on wildcard. Still got picked up, which is yep. great. How has that sort of affected your your mentality or? It just in general, like how how has that weighed on you as a player, uh, both last split now into this split playing in NACL? Yeah, or, or any good stories from from somewhere as well, or yeah. anything like that. I mean, Supernova was a fun time. I think towards the end, we kind of kind of lost our sight in the game, and that kind of showed in the relegation tournaments where. I think maybe the long break between like regular season, it was like a month after regular season was the relegation tournament. And so it's kind of hard to stay focused, even if you're like you're scrimming, like my scrims are just scrims. Um, So it was kind of hard to stay focused like that long without a match game. And so by the time the relegation tournament came around, we were like not that focused, but I think we were really close to re-promoting and I don't even think I was playing. I mean, I think I was playing pretty bad to be honest. In that relegation tournament, like not as good as I was maybe early in the season. So it is what it is. We got relegated. Yeah. I feel some responsibility for that. But I mean, the roster, we definitely, in our wins, like <laughs> it was quite fun to play with those guys, just uh, straight up. It's maybe, it, I mean, people always say like I had like a really strong individual performance, but I do think. Maybe that's a little bit of an overstatement. Like, my laning was really strong, I would agree. But something that I was lacking in last split and then I'm working on a lot this split was, like, maybe the mid-game, which I don't think I'm, like, terribly far behind, but it's just I'm not quite as clean as maybe the top top laners in the league, and so I just need to work on that. And I do think that was, like, part of the issues that we had last split where, like, yeah, there were some games where I was just dropping, like, 15 kills and, like, clearing, <laughs> but it would be nice if, like, that wasn't necessary to win the game, and that's... Also a lot on me, not just on like, yeah, on like whatever, on the team or whatever. So yeah, happens. Uh, I, you talked about individual <laughs> performance and, and like hearing all the noise. Did you hear all like the the talk about all the solo kills you were picking up? Was that like uh, that a, that become like a inside joke in comms every once in a while? Well, yeah, I mean, I do. I did like dumb myself the solo kill king of NACL on like Twitter or whatever, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it's like an inside joke, I guess, with me and like my old jungler music. Whereas he'll like make he'll like poke fun of you like oh you're playing with like the solo kill key or something or whatever like, <laughs> that, like whatever we were doing. <laughs> Did they ever like drop like question mark pings on you after you got your like third solo kill of the game or anything like that or? I think they might have. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember exactly. I think at some point it actually kind of became normal. Not to brag, but, like. <laughs> That's so like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I killed, him yeah. I, I killed him top, and then my team was like, oh, nice, like, it's the 30th time or whatever. <laughs> but, That's funny, man. But, yeah, I mean, maybe the first few times for sure, they were like, oh, you're smurfing. Let's go. I mean, uh, <laughs> speaking of dunking enemy top laners, uh, there is another dunk master that has come up into the NACL, another Darius player, Dragoon, yeah. on lit. Uh, and you guys are facing off this weekend. Any thoughts yeah, on the... Uh, the Darius uh, top lane matchup against Dragoon here. Um. Well, only one of us can figure it in a match, so you're never gonna see like. True. I know. Darius we can't, we can't see the mirror. We can't see the mirror. I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's fearless. So only you guys only get it once. Each. Only get it once. Yeah. But um, what I will say about that is like I think just historically like Dragoon has kind of had his pull set up in a way where he's better to play against the Darius than I am. Mm. So. 
usually for me, I don't have to like plan around playing against the Darius because I'm the one picking it, you know. So just in that like mirror matchup specifically, the Darius has usually gone pretty well for him. But I wouldn't say that's necessarily an indicator that he's like the better Darius or anything. <laughs> the fact that he can pick Darius against me, it just it just so happens that my pool is not so good in Darius, and I haven't practiced those matchups as much. So <laughs> that's just what I'll say. I think if you looked at objectively Darius only, like how we both pilot it. You can probably say we're about the same skill. We're both probably oh, the best too. Come on, oh. I was I was waiting for you to say <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm way better. <laughs> well, if you want to be okay, if you want something better, like I'd say we take turns being the best Darius in NA. I'll say that. And then right now, I believe that mine is better. So Hell yeah. I'll say that. I'll say right now, I think my Darius is better. I think maybe last split, his was better. Maybe the split before that, mine was better. You never know, like you don't know for sure. But yeah. sorry, we had to cut for a second because my fire alarm went off. <laughs> but I guess the. As Hawk said, uh, you know, I don't want to steal your line. I guess you the can, you the can Darius right uh, talk just too fire. Quackers Darius, it's too it's too <laughs> spicy. True, yeah. What can we say? I mean, it's, oh, it's true. All right. Well, um, where were we? Okay, we talked about the Darius. We talked about summer. This off season, I guess it was your intent to play again. Um, you you end up teaming up with Winnie and Darkwings, who were actually playing with you on AOE in that promotion yeah. tournament that you subbed in for, did that yeah. have anything to do with how that team actually ended up coming together or, or how did that work? Um, it had a little bit, but if I'm not mistaken, which I think I know pretty well what happened in off season, I think Valkar just started off with me in the top lane. And that was like, Ooh. I was like their first choice, which is kind of interesting, but I mean, and then they were looking for people to fill the other roles. And then they had slew, I think hit them up with just like, Kind of just like, I'm not sure if they were originally a package deal of four players, but I think they were trying to get some of their players onto wildcard, maybe. And then what ended up happening is that, like, my manager came to me and I was like, hey, would you be down to play with these players? Like, as a four-man package deal? I was like, yeah, I'm down. Um, I played with Winnie Darkwings of four, I think, pretty highly of our bot lane also. So, like, I was totally down. And yeah. I was friendly with them. So, yeah, cool. that's just pretty much how it came together. And I don't, I don't want to misquote you, but I'm pretty sure he did say something along the lines to, to either me or Grapes. Like, they weren't necessarily a package deal, but Slew really wanted to play together. And I think they already knew that Surdy was going to be on FlyQuest. So it doesn't make sense um, yeah. that they that they came together on Wildcard. And I guess, so you said they started with you. You you had worked with Myra before as well, right? Because yeah. she was the general manager of Wildcard back in 21. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, back with Myra back with Winnie and Darkwings. Um, so I guess, you know, she she sought you out. She knew you were back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was coming off of a pretty hot split, at least in the regular season. So, also, yeah. And then with the history of Myra, and then I think even when I went to, like, Chicago, like, for the screen finals, I think she was there also. So we, oh, like, cool. were able to connect with it, like, just say, hey, what's up, <laughs> like, old manager or whatever. So. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, Myra's great. We got the chance to hang out with her when yeah. we were back in LA for CeeLo and everything. And and yeah, there that that's that that's really cool how over the last like over all those years you guys end up back on the same team yeah. together, which which is which is I think I think really cool. Um yeah, but what what's it like being on a team that like is like already a team? You know what I mean? Because Slew is playing like their their own collegiate games and then you're playing with yeah. them for NACL. Like what is that experience like kind of being like that? Like almost odd man out of like, with aside from like the other package of players. Um, I think at first, like the first scrim, it was definitely a little bit like off putting. Like, they definitely had like their systems like completely in place, pretty much, which mm. like pretty much already set up. And then it, they were just trying to get me to like fit into it, which was like new for me for sure. Like on my old old teams, like pretty much every new team, like when you're playing with like a new stack of like five players. You're trying to like first figure out how they're gonna play together and stuff like that, and so it was kind of different this time. I was like, they already knew how they wanted to play, and I just have to like figure out how to like fit in with them. But other than that, I mean, they haven't they haven't been like singling me out or anything for the most part. Besides like the fact that I didn't really know how to play with them, then like obviously I need to be caught up a bit. So I haven't felt like any sort of like anything super weird other than that. As soon as we started like as soon as I started figuring it out, it's just been like, oh, we're just a team. And so yeah, awesome. that's good. Yeah, that that's that's good to hear. I mean, I would imagine it seems like the vibes are pretty good. They, you got some vibers on your team as well as the fact that things seem to be going well. So I I it's great to see. Yeah. Um, 
do you have just like I guess general thoughts on the season overall? Whether it's uh, any any more thoughts about playing a wild card or like fearless draft, only single round robin, whatever. Like I'll just kind of leave the door open. Um. We definitely well, have our thoughts on how. how yeah, we we have our thoughts. Working, but I want to hear what a, we want to hear from like a player perspective. Nothing too specific. I mean, fearless draft is definitely not a good thing for me, just as a player or like a prospect. Um, though I think it's a little bit overblown, but it's, it's kind of obvious that my champ pool is not like an ocean, mm -hmm. but I'm limited to maybe like a set of like five, six champions, maybe three, four on some some matches. But and so that becomes like an issue in fearless draft, but. I think the only time I really felt it was just this last CSG series where we lost and like I was in game three with like four of my champions off the table. Usually if like four of my champs are off the table, that like every team is losing like a lot for it, but this time just because of like <laughs> fearless, it wasn't really the case. So mm -hmm. but I definitely did not really uh I wasn't really used to that and then wasn't really able to adapt in the moment. And that was just a little bit unfortunate, but it is what it is. I think moving forward I need to work on that. But don't think it's too far away from like being like like a situation where I'm just like all good and like have everything set for fearless and I can just adapt to it. Other than that, like the single round robin, I think it's kind of a good thing. I mean, last season kind of felt like it dragged on really, really long, at least regular seasons, like regular split. And in this split, it feels like it's just going a lot faster, even though like the duration is like, I guess like the real life duration is the same, yeah, uh, r roughly, but. Just because there's only one match every week right. instead of like multiple, it does feel like the season is progressing pretty, like faster in general. So Do you I think feel I like there's that, more actually. pressure like for each regular season game because there's less matches that you actually have, or is it kind of just the same? Um, I don't feel any more pressure, but I guess when I think about it like directly, then yeah, I guess every match does matter more. So it's good that you don't feel that. It, you know, I mean, like I don't really feel it. Like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. I just show up to the match and it's just game day and you, you need to win, so <laughs> you just do what yeah. you need to do. So. I guess we could like go into talking about like the actual like league and some of the games that are that are upcoming. I mean FlyQuest is looking really good. You're playing them. First of all, do you have do you feel like because Surdy is like the slew starter, you like you like want to beat him to prove like I'm the better I'm the better guy on with, with, these, with these players? I, mean, I feel like it would be like like an ex like a I don't even know what the like parallel would be but it's almost like you're you seeing your ex like you know doing better than you are over if you uh if you end up winning um maybe a little bit of that but i mean i'm not thinking too deep into it so i think just in the like my my past like when you overthink about stuff like that it just kind of gets in the way of like really just focusing on the win so yeah. <laughs> so i just try not to think too much into it i'm just like okay i'm gonna show up on the day and play be play the best i can and then try to win and yeah you have some extra scouting now because now now they now your teammates know everything about their top laner so maybe draft yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah true do you do you think that FlyQuest is the best team in the league right now i mean they're in first place they're three and oh but uh it feels like a lot of it feels like kind of anyone can be anyone right now yeah i'm i would say i do think FlyQuest is the best but in terms of like how good they are i don't think they're invincible and so Maybe in like some past splits that I watched or played in, like it felt like one team was just like unbeatable completely, and I don't think that's really true for FlyQuest. And so, yeah, I think that's what, just what I'll say. Like like you said, maybe, maybe, anyone could be anyone. Maybe they just need to be uh, caught off guard by a wild card team. When, you know, I <laughs> maybe, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they need. I don't know. I was gonna make some sane, but. You kind of you kind of just said it like wild card or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need their decks stacked. They, they yeah. Stack they need the their decks deck. stacked. Stack the deck. <laughs> they need their decks like cracked, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Right. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. We're making new statements here. Quack the <laughs> deck. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's definitely been done before. <laughs> okay, that's, that's been done before. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good, that's good, that's, good, that's good. kind of that's kind of the classic. Yeah, okay. The classic, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not creative. Um, I mean, <laughs> Quacker, that's really all we had like prepared for you for this interview. We got a, a solid half hour uh, in. Oh. Uh, before I let you go, though, I mean, just I'll leave the floor open one more time. Anything else that you want to say about uh, your past, present, future? Um, anyone you want to shout out? Anything like that? Um, I mean, I'll just shout out my friends who are always watching, my family even at this point. 
my like parents are watching my games nowadays, which That's is kind of so crazy awesome. to me. Like, like they don't understand anything about the game, but they just watch because I'm playing. Oh. That that wasn't true before. Whenever I was playing like amateur or whatever. And then also, I'd like to shout out my teammates. I think um, we've had like pretty strong mental just overall. Like we had a really bad week of scrims one week, and then turned out fine in our match. So I was glad that we can move on from that and like like fight through it. And then we did just lose to DSG, which kind of sucks, but I'm confident that like we'll be able to bounce back. Our team has like a pretty good mental, pretty good vibes overall, and it's been fun playing with them. So yeah, shout out to them. Hell yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for talking to us, Quacker. It was a lot of fun, and we're looking forward no to problem. watching Wildcard perform throughout the rest of the regular season and hopefully beyond if things go the right way. Uh, yeah. We're going to send it right back out to us to close out the show. Yeah, thank you. All right. Thank you very much to Quacker for sitting down with us. That was a fun combo. We went all the way back to our first ever cast together, Hawk. Ancient history. And now we're here in 2024. Well, I think we're both first... in better places at this point. Well, I would say so. But I will say, not our first ever cast together. Just our first tier three true, cast together. True. together. Not our first ever cast. You know, you got to go all the way back to 2020 for that one. But, um... <laughs> Oh, good times. But uh, yeah, shout out to Quacker. I would, I would definitely say that the career growth for the three of us has, has been pretty nice to see. Um, and I, I mean, man, wildcard, wildcard gaming is gaming right now. What can we say? They, they are. And I'm super excited for them. They have, uh, you know, some, some tough opponents. They got lit and then they got FlyQuest this weekend. Make sure to mm -hmm. tune into that over on the NACL channel. It's a super week. Once again, there are three best of threes happening on Friday. So before even the LCS starts, that first game, Lit versus Wildcard, starting at 12 p.m. It's a, Pacific. It's a super, super duper week. Yeah, I think this is the most games that we have in a week the entire season, which is pretty it is. cool. So, yep. uh, make sure to tune in for that. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Make sure to tune in to the NACL. Make sure uh, if you want to catch any of the qualifier VODs, you go to either the Lowly Sports YouTube channel, uh, the Lowly Sports VODs YouTube channel, or also, I think they're on Rally Cry's website as well, if you want to go find those and brave the UI. Um, if, if you well, like Salty Run Back, tune back in next week. We're going to try to keep the upload schedule somewhat consistent to either releasing immediately following uh, Tier 3 tonight or on Friday like morning, at early afternoon. TBD, I suppose, whenever this one comes out. The other one should hopefully come out as well. Um, and make sure you catch Steel Central on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Pre-show is going to start even before that, somewhere in the neighborhood of 7.45, 4.45, where we'll be talking collegiate, having special guests on, and covering some games, getting some teams shown off that you might not otherwise see. Because, you know, contrary to popular belief, there is more to collegiate than just the CLL Championship at the end of the year, and we want to be with it every step of the way. And, of course, finally, make sure you watch Tier 3 tonight on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, where you can get your entire fix for North American Challengers League content and updates in 90 minutes every single week. We're doing a lot of work to try to make that show as good as possible for you all, and we hope you'll have y'all have been enjoying. Um, any feedback, anything you want to say to us, make sure you hit us up at Salty Runback Pod on all of our socials, saltyrunbackpod at gmail.com, and me and Grapes at Hawkcast, SVD Grapes. And thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week for another episode of Salty Runback. If you think that uh, Ole Miss is going to make the promotion tournament, you can take what we said with a grain of salt. I've been Hawk. That's been Grapes. Have a good night.